Hey, excited to let you in on this conversation about what we've learned in the presence of God and doing this thing together. So here we go. All right. Well, welcome back to the 420 podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm here with uh, Matt and Clay. Yes. And let's just knock, let's just get it out of the way. Um, right back. What is history? My, 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 my signal was going in and, I, and I'm in my office at West Side, so I can't yell like the way that I did when I was at home. Okay. I, was, I thought you were going to go into animal sacrifices. Well, obviously. Um, I mean, honestly, anyone listening at this point, if you don't know, now you do know. Let's <laughs> let's put a little bit of the old back into the new. Speaking of the covenants, <clears throat> let's just <laughs> let's uh. Anyway, I mean, come on now. That's out of the way. <laughs> that's out of the way. It's good. If you want to start, yeah, yeah, that's a good start. Um, well, been about what to talk about this week, and I have a couple questions for Clay and Matt, and just. Um, things that we're exploring uh, as, a, as a ministry, we're, we're growing and um, we want to be um, responsible with steward and presence of the Lord. And so in our gatherings, are we gather unto him for him to minister to Jesus. Uh, we have prayer sets that are for him to minister to him, to partner with what he's saying. Um, and I just want to go over this question first. Um, what, what have you learned um, being in the presence of God for the past couple of years? What's the, what are the main things you guys have learned um, doing this with community and with a team and with friends being in the presence of God? Yeah, you, you know, I think that um, specifically to answer your question of with within a community and with friends, one one of the the biggest things that I've learned um, personally is the ability to trust someone, like the ability to to trust when someone like is beginning to like, especially to take a prayer set for example. Um, if, if Clay or if Paige or who, or, or, or Julia, whoever, whoever's leading that day, if someone begins to go off in a direction of, of a spontaneous song or a spontaneous moment, or someone just begins to go into a word of exhortation, learning to yield to one another and trust what they're hearing from the Lord and the direction you're going to flow in together. Um, and, and being able to just trust and rely on one another's hearts when, when you're in like moments like that and when you're in atmospheres like that. So really, um, a, a whole entire new meaning for me of, of, of vulnerability of relationship and, and being able to, to trust one another's hearts when you're in that type of environment. Mm. It's good. I totally agree. I think, I think of when, um, <clears throat> Jesus said, if you honor a prophet as a prophet you receive a prophet's reward i learned a lot about you can't receive from someone unless you trust them especially in the context of going after the lord together and so as we kind of get to know each other and we like honor each other and trust each other more and more then we actually align ourselves with being able to receive from others and receive from each other and take risks and go after what the lord has said i think one thing that we talk 
Um, I guess we haven't talked about it in a while, but we did for, for a while and we've kind of built our foundation on it is the idea of submitting to each other um when somebody's getting uh going in a direction like if like matt said the example if if Paige or julia or someone is saying starting to sing something or praise something or reads a certain uh, verse and like the little this way then it's like the rest of us being our intentions or the things that are going through our minds and things and aligning ourselves with that one thing and so just the power of like uh, of unifying. And I think that it's honoring to the Lord. Obviously we see in John 16 and 17, how much unity honors the Lord. And uh, think of Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit is poured out, they were all unified and in one place. And so I think that there's something that happens and there's something that actually delights the Lord's heart when, even if he's speaking in many different ways to many people, we're all willing to lay those things down if someone takes a risk and we all go like surround that person and say, all right, let's go after this. This person is, you know, reading this verse and they want us to, you know, whatever it is, like get down on your knees in a, in a posture of surrender. It's like, all right, like we're going to submit ourselves to under what this person is saying and they're leading and take the risk together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like the Lord really responds to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, can you go into some practicals though? Like for, cause uh, for people listening that don't know, like that aren't a part of our prayer sets or come to a gathering yet, but are paying attention. Um, like, what does that look like? <laughs> like, for for example, what we do in prayer sets is we gather around a piano every Wednesday. Um, we'll start off usually with scripture. Um, like, shifts our attention our focus onto jesus himself um and like you've got i don't know eight people there however many people come that all hear all have the capability to hear the voice of god you know for themselves and we're coming together to pray and a group of people um that are praying and then we're each uniquely hearing god um and praying and worshiping in the way that we were created and worship. So what does it look like for someone to take a step out and publicly declare what they're, you know, hearing, seeing, or thinking, or praying, and then the rest of us come into alignment in that? And what does that, like, what does that do in the atmosphere? How does Jesus respond to that? You know, like, can you give a practical example of when that last happened? Yeah, you know, something that I, I actually, this it's happened a bunch, but thinking of the most recent one, um, this was actually, <coughs> excuse me, th- this was actually just this, this past Wednesday. Um, and by the way, the practicals of it, I want to preface it with this, um, is that have you ever been in, um, in, in, uh, in charismatic meetings of where you're in a prayer set gathering like that? And all of a sudden there's, there's like seven, eight different people coming up. And in the course of, like five minutes, it feels like you've got seven different voices saying seven different things or like about what they're seeing, about what the Lord is doing. Um, and are all seven of those expressions wrong? I, I, absolutely not. Um, the Lord has never been in a, I've never been in a charismatic meeting. I don't, I don't yeah, hang ca- out with charismatic. Charismatic. Charismatics. And, um, and so, but it's so funny when, when you come into a meeting like that, there's, there's so many things happening at once. And it's almost like you're, you're, you're getting like whiplash, like 
prophetic word whiplash from all these different things that are going on. It's not that what the seven things that are being shared are not true, but how about if you just took the first person that came up, hey, for some reason, I feel and sense the Lord saying this, like whatever, let's just say God is good. And then he wants to reveal something about his goodness within the meeting in that moment, within the prayer set. What would it look like if instead of just waiting your turn to share what it is that you want to share? What would it look like if corporately the room gathered around the revelation to celebrate, hey, God is good, and let's celebrate that, enter into thanksgiving for that, for literally the next, even even if it's normally our prayer sets are an hour, 10 minutes, hour, 15 minutes, and what if for an hour and 10 minutes, we just thanked and praised God for his goodness? And we and we all yeah, tucked and, and and we all tucked up underneath that individual's word and celebrated that one word. So I think that on the practical side, it looks like um, not not it's it, it's not in quantity, it's in quality. Specifically speaking, to words that are spoken, it's not wrong that there's seven different words, seven different prophetic words coming out of nowhere. They could all be very encouraging, and who knows if the, if the Lord's doing that in the moment then go with what the Lord is doing. Um, but I think that there is to what Clay actually just pointed out, there's something about the unifying around an individual word and like someone started speaking it. Okay, rather than just quickly glancing on that, a word was just released, released. let's savor it, let's chew it, let's like, it let, let's not, let's not speedy. Like we're not rushing this meal. Let's savor this thing. Like let's truly sink down into this word that was offered. So I think practically it's about quality, not quantity of words that are offered and how you as a team in the room can gather around and, 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 and through thankfulness and praise kind of dive into that word, as opposed to just having seven different things that are flying around the room. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, from a leading perspective, as we're going through songs, from what perspective? We're going through A's, from a worship leading perspective. Okay. Gotcha. So from um, or prayer leading, or you know, from uh, I guess specifically from leading the music side of things, typically in prayers. I think what I'm typically doing and what I've I'm trying to grow in and have grown in is just I think is probably discernment is the best way to do it of as we're singing songs and as we're pressing into things i'm consistently trying to feel what seems to hit or i'm trying to i'm trying to feel what uh like if we sing a line or we're singing something or somebody sings out something i am continually trying to grow in oh like hey i felt the atmosphere shift a little bit in that and then when that happens then that's typically well i mean there's typically just eight of us in a room on a wednesday morning so say hey sing that again you're like let's sing that again and we press into that intentionally and we go after that that one thing um but typically um you can you can feel it of man there's something here that the lord really wants to say really wants to emphasize so if we're singing a line of uh, we'll keep on saying the goodness, the goodness of God, you know, or say we start off with, with a song and we're singing, thank you. And be like, okay, this is good. We're aligning our hearts. This is solid, but you know, there, there's nothing really that's like seeming to hit seeming to catch. Um, 
and then we just start singing like we go into king of my heart or something and we just say you are good or somebody's saying that and it's like oh all of a sudden like my heart came alive like my heart said yes there's something that resonated inside of me and typically that's not just me typically that's like most of the room feels it that multiple of us feel that and then we we press into that we start singing that more and more um and so yeah from a from a worship leading perspective I just always think of like a, like I'm a tour guide in heaven. Like I'm leading people through, um, like through heaven and looking at these different (laughs) things, like these different aspects of who God is. And then like, I think like with every tour, like depending on what's happening, like there's certain things that people want to stay at longer, you know, or where the Lord is emphasizing. So I don't know. It's not a perfect analogy, but (laughs) essentially my goal then is to like highlight those things and to stay there, to find that treasure there and to uh, bring attention to it. If you take a look, if you take a look on your right, 20 yards, you'll see the beauty of Jesus. If you take a look on your left, you'll see the holiness of God. Clay, Clay, I would like you, Clay, can you please say, say, what was that word that you just said? Say T-O-U-R. Pronounce that how you just pronounced that again. T-O-U-R. Tour? Tour. Tour? Tour. Tour God. Tour. Tour God. Tour God. Okay, for a minute, for a minute. The Tour God. (laughs) It literally sounded like you pronounced the U and you were like, Tour. tour." I can't even do it. Tour. Like I don't know, May, I'm I'm overemphasizing. Andrew, we will have a chance to uh, listen to this, so we can go back to this moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I love for us to have a conversation about this uh, about this and clarify our language around it, and for people to understand our heart in a prayer set and a in a gathering. Um, and like, for example, like. Um, when we're together and I have like, I'm listening to a worship leader or whoever declare verse that talks about the holiness of Jesus. And for the past 10 minutes in this gathering, I've been like the Holy Spirit's brought to my attention, like the great, Jesus, you know, not that they're con- not that they contradict each other. He, they don't contradict it. Sometimes the, the Holy Spirit's favorite subject is Jesus. And we, um, the Holy Spirit inside us, and so we're we're each exercising our relationship with the Lord. So if if Matt or Clay or whatever emphasizes based off of the nudging of the Holy Spirit, emphasizes the holiness of Jesus, but I've been um, praying into at the same the the grace of Jesus. Well, if they speak up and and talk about or or. or um, or speak out a verse or what the Lord's saying to them about the holiness of Jesus, I then have an opportunity to swallow my pride and then submit to their, um, to what they're getting from the Lord. And I, what happens is I agree with them about the holiness of Jesus. And then you have multiple people then agreeing with the holiness of Jesus, agreeing with what the Holy Spirit's speaking in the moment. And all of a sudden, you got a whole group of people agreeing with the Lord and agreeing with the holiness of Jesus. And it does something that it's, is undescribable. And like, that's what we're, we're learning about in our prayer sets and our gatherings is when you have a whole group of people agreeing with... <laughs> Rhema word of God is 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 proclaiming in the moment the right now word of God the Holy Spirit's declaring to us we as a group are agreeing that like man what does that do in the room that we're in like what are the possibilities and ultimately I wanted to get into with you guys is like talk about a, not just 
one person responding to when Jesus walks in the room or one person responding to the presence of God? Like, what does it look like for an entire community to be trained up in ministering to the Lord and then actually respond to the presence of God? Like, what are the possibilities in that? I don't have a direct question for you guys, but I just kind of want to take a moment to just talk about like, what does it mean to respond to Jesus in a, in an environment where group is gathering for him? I, that was probably a loaded statement. I just, I just said, but like, cause I, I, I know I respond to Jesus when I'm in my prayer closet. Like we all know, like you get in a secret place and you respond to Jesus and there's, there's, there's for his presence shows up in a, in a manifest in a tangible way where you respond to him. But what does it look like for the whole group, uh, an entire group of people to respond to the manifest presence of Jesus? And like, I, like that's my heart <laughs> and and how do we get there and i think we're on the right path of honoring one another admitting to what the holy spirit is saying to to someone and coming into agreement but what other things play into responding as a group to the presence of Jesus? in the context of gatherings or in the context yeah. of life in general gatherings praying praying together like yeah i'm interested in community that responds to the presence of this not just because i i can do that myself and it's powerful but where two or three are gathered <laughs> like what's that like or where 50 are gathered where 100 are gathered what's it look like for a whole community to be in agreement and respond to the person of jesus when he's in the room You know, the, the verse, the, the verse, <laughs> sorry, my, my, uh, my, my, my service, whenever I do this in my office here, my service is delayed. So you, you, you're talking and then all of a sudden it's like you finish talking and I'm like five seconds behind. Oh, you're, um, you're good. The, uh, the verse that comes to mind, um, is specifically out of revelation two, four, but I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning, or that's out of the passion translation. Most translations would say, I have this against you that you have left or forgotten your first love. Um, that's a, a verse that the Lord's had me sitting in and returning to for a while now. And I think just simply and plainly put um, the, if, if, if it, let me, I'll answer it this way. Why do you gather? Um, what is the reason behind that? And, and what are some of the overflow effects of that? I think one of the reasons as to why you, why we would spend time gathering. If, if anyone ever says, Hey, why are you taking time out of your day to gather on a Wednesday morning? Um, why are you taking time the second and fourth Fridays, Friday nights of each, of each month um, to go after this? Like, why couldn't, couldn't something be better served with your time? Um, I think it, it really comes down to, we were ultimately, we were created for him. <laughs> um, like we, we were created for him. We were created to know Jesus, interact with Jesus. And we were created to ultimately be the object of his affection. And when we gather, it's a returning to first love to satisfy the jealousy of Jesus's heart, that, that Jesus actually has a jealousy that can be affected and moved and, um, and, 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 and like just affected in certain ways. And when we gather as a community to return to first love together, what that does to a region is 
it brings heaven to earth in that region. If, if we want what's happening in heaven to start happening on earth, then we should probably start doing what it is that they're doing in heaven, which is adoring Jesus. <laughs> um, and if, mm. if we want, if, if we yeah. want to see heaven come to earth, like, well, what's the number one thing that's happening in heaven? Like all, all out adoration and celebration of who Jesus is. So yeah, what if we started doing that in our cities, regions, and communities? That's one of the most heavenly things that you can do is adore Jesus because it's what's happening in heaven 24 seven. And, and our home country is heaven. Like we are like the, the, the home country of every believer is heaven. And so when we gather what it does to a region and to a, to a city, to a neighborhood, to a street, to a home is it immediately brings heaven to earth. Um, and in the spirit, I would say it actually in the spirit, it, um, it sets up an altar to where the Lord is, feels welcomed to, to, to like, like, Hey, we are your sacrifice, Lord. Like, like let, let fire fall on this place because we, we want to be the very sacrifice upon the altar. So I think it's, it's one of the things that most quickly and assuredly brings heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. Think of it talking about building a culture of people that respond to the Lord as well. I just think of the willingness to take risk in moments and a lot of times that can be awkward and that can feel disorganized and it's, <laughs> uh, you kind of give up control. And uh, mm. some of those times are like, man, this was an amazing risk. And then there's times where it's like, wow, like <laughs> this is uncomfortable just in those moments. But I think that uh, as we grow in a community, I think it's taking risk and it's doing it over a period of time. I think that just like in any relationship, no matter how much like you want to, you want to know each other and you want to be committed to each other. There's certain, like there's intimacy that comes simply through time, just through doing life together and through the years. And so as we're uh, seeking unity and seeking to host the Lord's presence and to respond to him, I think part of that is just from doing life together over time. And I, I think that there's ways of, I always used to say it um, back at when I graduated college, there's like this core group of us that grew up at the vineyard in Castleton. Um, and whenever we, we would get to lead worship together, we'd always, it was always so exciting because we, uh, uh, a lot of us grew up together and we talk about how there's nothing like leading worship with family and there's places that you can go when you lead worship as family that you can't go if it's just musicians getting together and there's places and a lot of that is trusting each other it's about pulling on our history with each other there's a there's a unity there there's a mutual where we actually respect and love and honor each other and uh, there's a maturity i think that comes with just responding but that can't be that can't be just forced in a moment and say hey next week we're we're going to be you know do this as family whereas this week we didn't no that's just built over time and and so i think as yeah. we do this with each other longer and longer like we more and more are naturally responding to the lord and when i say we together i mean like man our our leadership team the three of us and and Jacqueline and our spouses but also the 420 family as a whole the 30 40 50 60 people that gather um, on a regular basis. And so as we continue to do this, man, we, I feel like we keep on growing in uh, continuing to respond to the Lord and more and more people are being activated too. I think that's a big thing is that as what we're seeing 
with our gatherings together, it's more and I feel like more and more not us doing as much talking. A lot of times it's other people yeah, taking risks or other people sharing or other people stepping up and saying, hey, can I give this word or going on? Um, and, and that's what we want mm -hmm. all in order as Paul talks about. But we also want to raise up a culture where uh, it's where it's decentralized uh, at the same time. Yeah, I, I think of a, a good example of that. And you talk about giving up control too. Like that's a big deal to the Lord. Like in order for him space to move, you kind of have to let go of, of your idea of what's going to happen. <laughs> and there, there was a moment a, a few weeks ago in our gathering, uh, I think it was in worship where I think you, you stopped singing, people just stopped singing. And it was just like piano keys and some things. And like, it I don't know how it lasted, four minutes, five minutes. And it was awkward. And we're kind of like, ah, well, you know, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do in this moment? And then the drummer um an amazing woman of of the lord she she looks at, she she just makes eye contact and i knew right at that moment i was like she is down she made contact <laughs> with, with a girl who showed up for the first time because she got invited and she just started prophesying over this girl she said the lord's been after you what's going on in your life you need to you need to submit to him right now and, and just let him in and this girl just like just started bawling um and then like all of a sudden, you know, the, the Lord's presence just showed up in a unique way that we hadn't experienced yet. Yep, yep. And she just went around the room and kept speaking over. And it was this moment where if we were to hold on to control of the environment or to try to facilitate something that wasn't happening, like that moment never would have happened. And so it's just this yep. this tension of facilitating trying to facilitate what the lord's doing and at the same time being okay with awkward moments and, and not having to say anything or do anything and just waiting on the lord um and one of the things that i'm passionate about um is is seeing a corporate anointing come on in a, a community of people and it's something we witnessed in upper room where if you have an environment like this before, where it's, it's a, it's a gathering of people that are, there's just something special about it to where they're in agreement that Jesus King is Lord. And he is the leader of these meetings and he's the Holy spirit has full reign in this moment. And like, you, you can't duplicate that. And like, I, I'm like one of the things I want to I want to witness before I die is is a corporate anointing coming on community uh, in Indian apps uh, to where it's an entire group of people in agreement with the Lord and what He's saying, and I think that there's something special about that, and that's what we're we're after, and that's what we're going after, and I think um, the Lord's given us strategic building stones to get there, and right now just having fun with Him and and experimenting in the Lord and what's it look like to just come together on a regular basis and minister to him and learn about him, study him. I love what Matt's, uh, we're trying to be students of the presence and just learn what moves his heart and learn how to respond together as a, as a group to him. So, um, one of the, I had something earlier that I wanted to come back to. I'm trying to think of it. Was um, it the um, the animal sacrifices? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Man, yes, yes, yes. in one episode. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, shoot, 
I don't have any. I don't have anything I just, that I won't. If I can speak anything. to exactly just what while you're thinking of it, I think that yep. just in the in the going back, I think the first question was what are some things that we've learned? And just from a leadership standpoint, one of the biggest things that I've learned and had to overcome is just getting rid of the uh, the desire to make something happen. And I yeah. that's been so big for me. And especially in those awkward moments or those quiet moments of I don't just I've been in ministry for a little while now. I mean, I've been, you know, lead worship through high school, through all these times. And it's all about putting together the right set list that makes sense, that communicates, that sets up the message well, that uh, this song leads into this and this transition is good. You're creating an experience for people. And I don't think that that's bad. And I think that production is a good thing. But I think that as we are responding to the Lord and in the context of responding to the Lord and when he shows up and allowing him to be the leader, man, I, we have to lay down our desire for control. And what that looks like is laying down our desire to create an experience for people. And I especially mm. feel it when like when people show up and it's like people that I like or people I want to be impressed with, like what we're doing, then it's like, man, we got to, I hope something good happens. Like let's create this, you know, some sort of good experience. And I think it can even be a good hearted thing, but it's just, man, it's laying that down. And I've seen it over and over and again, that sometimes the Lord will just wait to move, wait to pour things out, like pour out his spirit to pour things out until we get to that place. He's like, okay, like, are, are you done? Like, are you done trying to make something happen? And then when we just sit and we just wait, and then it's, then, it, then like the Holy Spirit shows up in ways like, holy smokes, like I, that's so much better than what we ever could have made happen. And so just, yes, just that coming to that desire. And really it's like every time we gather together where it's like, man, we're not here to make anything happen. It is the presence of Jesus that transforms us from the inside out. And what we always come back to and what I always try to encourage our worship leaders in is that, man, if we show up and we don't feel anything the entire time, if God doesn't say anything the entire time, if nothing happens on the outside, but we gather together and we actively exalt Jesus as king and we feel good that we responded to him, even if it's dry or it's boring or it's awkward, then that's success because we're responding to him and that's that is hard to do when you're trained and uh even from a good heart you know you're wanting to create an experience for people you're wanting to create or make something happen and just laying it all down that is so good man and i remembered what i would say it goes on the lines of that and truly learning that like if i wanted to if you want to do something fast you do it alone but if if you want to take forever you team and uh, this is certainly something that um we're we're building slowly and my my tendency is to run fat and hard lord um and that's why doing it with a community and a team and being accountable to you guys has has truly helped me i I am so uh beyond grateful uh for the relationships that we're developing and um and and the people is drawn to it and the opportunity to build more relationships i i mean this could take the rest of my life uh to to see happen in in indianapolis but it's worth it to go go after it with people uh, rather than just myself and so uh, just learning you know, relationships has been difficult for me, uh, but it's been totally worth it um, to do it, you know, in the presence of the Lord, you know, he exposes things and it's messy at times and it's not fun at times, but it's so worth it in the end. 
Yeah. And I, I also think that, yeah, bro couldn't agree, couldn't agree more on, on that as, as well. And I, I think we're all getting matching tattoos here soon <clears throat> as well. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the next. Why is he, why is Jeff laughing? I, I'm, maybe my microphone skipped. And so oh, I, probably. we're all going to be getting matching tattoos here soon as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually, um, we're going to make that a uh, prerequisite. If you would like to come to a 420 gathering that you actually have to have, <laughs> you have to have the mark. And um, no, that's, <laughs> man, that, that got pagan really quick. <laughs> Real no, quick. So what, what, I'm, what I was going to say though, is that if you want to have, if you, I, I don't want to say have, if you want to steward, a movement of the Lord that goes beyond gifting and taps into anointing, you have to do it. And on the foundation of family, you have to, um, because in family, you have a relation, you have a, 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 a bunch of relationships with individuals that are willing to look past and look beyond an individual moment. And they're willing to go past that moment into like really to the root of who you are as a person and who you are as an individual. And if we want meetings, if we want gatherings that move past the platform of gifting, it has to be family moving forward. Otherwise we just know how to get into a room and entertain each other really well (laughs) Um, and, and be impressed with what I can offer and bring to the table but it gets real when you've worked through conflict, tension, annoyances, frustrations with one another, love, love has abounded. And then you come together out of that place. And that very thing is an offering to the Lord. You want to talk about anointing like that, that will be fresh fire on the altar right there, as opposed to if we come in and, and it's just what kind of what Clay said. I, I, I'm not even kind of exactly what Clay said that we're coming into this like the, our, our our 420 gatherings on the on Friday nights. It's like Jeff is has 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 said this actually the past couple of weeks. Like we've all said it in our own time, but it's not just another event that we're doing in Indianapolis. It's it's not a worship night. It's not a prayer gathering. Will those things happen? Yes, 100. percent But it is an intentional time set aside. <laughs> to out of the overflow of our relationships and intimacies as a leadership team to train others as well as ourselves of what it means to be ministers to the Lord and to position the Lord in the center of the room and, and pour our praise and affection and adoration out onto his feet. But if you want a gathering where, where it it really does, it gets past gifting and actually into anointing. It has to be done and on the foundation of family. Yeah. Hmm. Clay's been saying that for so long. And I finally, it finally clicked in here, bro. <laughs> I think Clay, when I first met you, you were, you, you talked about family so much that I was like, yeah, yeah, but I get it. I think I'm, I'm, I am getting it of like, so you're hey, in, we're supposed to do this together. I, I'm in dude. I'm sold out. <laughs> I'm sold out. Love it. Yeah. I do think go full finish your thought and then I have no that was it. Okay. Cause exactly, I mean, just to go with what Matt said, because I 100 percent agree. Especially from a uh, from a leader side or from a just a participant side 
Raz, we're all in this together. Corporate expression is an overflow of individual expression. And there's nothing you said corporate expression is an overflow of individual of individual expression. Okay. And so when we've been in like in the vineyard, as we talk about, or we've been talking about on our worship teams for years is that our dream is that our worship on the weekends is simply an overflow of personal worship that happens throughout the week. And there's nothing that's worse Mm. as a, a leader coming in to lead a, prayer set or to lead a worship set and then to get up on stage and to realize that it's an unfamiliar feeling to be entering into the presence of God uh, because you haven't been doing that on a regular basis or all throughout the week. And I think that if we individually or if we corporately get people that are responding to the Lord, it's just a deep conviction for me. And maybe it's just a deep conviction because the Lord is trying to grow me. But is that if we want to corporately res- be a people that responds to the Lord in gatherings, like, man, we got to be individuals that respond to the Lord in the everyday of whatever that yeah. looks like. And so just growing in our awareness of him speaking, I, I want to continually have the same mindset when I enter into a prayer set of being sensitive and responding to the Lord as I do when I wake up in the morning or when I go to the grocery store mm. or when I go into work. And I feel like in my life, I feel like I learned a lot about that from, <laughs> from you guys, but I feel like there's like a switch that I sometimes can fall into, or I turn on, like I turn on my sensitivity to the spirit time. And that's for these prayer sets or when we, but during yeah. my prayer time or my devotional time or the, you know, in the church times. And then all of a sudden, like it's flipped off. And I realize, like, man, like I've it 12 hours have passed or eight hours have passed through this work day. And I could have been way more sensitive to what he's saying and what he's speaking mm. all throughout this day. And so I think that our corporate response to the Lord, our ability to corporately respond to the Lord will grow as we individually respond to the Lord outside of the context of corporate prayer and worship. Come on. Yes, dude. Yes. We just, that is a just, good convicting word. Just got to just li- li- live in the river, live in the river, brother. Just live in it. <laughs> did you hear that at one of them charismatic gatherings one of them daggone their charismaniamatic movements <laughs> the care the charismatic movement the car- <laughs> we need to we need to move on oh, quick we need to move on quick That's That's a good who knows like this episode brought to a few you hundred, by, there's a few uh, hundred people that <laughs> there's a few hundred people that listen to this podcast and a lot of people that probably don't know us personally. So just so we're on the same page, (laughs) we love the charismatic world. And the only, the only reason that we make any comments about it is because probably we'd fall into it. I mean, people would consider us a part of it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. (laughs) Yes. Just so we're 100% 100%. clear. (laughs) Yes. I'm an an old test. I'm an old Testament Christian though. (laughs) <laughs> oh god dang it dude <laughs> there's no such thing no there there isn't any mm-hmm. such thing no <laughs> anyway you guys have <laughs> any closing statements after that <clears throat> Selah. agreed say that's i have none i think these Thank have just guys, been some man. thoughts of what we've been learning yeah for sure 100 percent. love you guys thanks for tuning in we'll catch you next time hey thanks for joining us make sure to hit that subscribe button 
Um, if you want to learn more about us, times, locations for our gatherings, uh, you can visit 420ministries.net. And uh, we'll see you next time.